Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Ralph Ragnick's first game in charge as Manchester United manager. Uh, it was 1-0 to Manchester United uh, beating Crystal Palace by one goal to nil at home at Old Trafford in the Premier League. And I just have to say about how much better that was. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, sitting here with a smile on my face for a change. Uh, I'm not saying I've never smiled when, you know, I covered the uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer games or all the Carrick games. Uh, obviously, there was only only a few of them but um, with, with the Carrick era. But um, I, I do want to put a little sort of caveat into what I've just kind of said because there was a bit of a drop-off in the second half and there's certainly things to still be ironed out, definitely, definitely. I mean, Ralph's been here for like two days. Uh, this is his first game. He might not really know the team or the players that well, but um, so we, we do have to give him time. And I know that that's a very, I know that that's a very cliched thing to say about a new manager, um, but we won the game. Uh scored a very good goal. <laughs> As well, I was very happy about that. Really happy about the the energy in the first half. The pass and move was actually there for a change. Uh, so many crosses into the box. It was just one of them games where we could have scored four or five probably, but we were just a bit unlucky, not not quite clinical enough at, at certain points. But hey, it's a new era. It's something fresh. Um, it's something that there's some different things for me to talk about for a change, which both is going to be helpful for you listening. Because you'll get to hear me talk about some different things. And it's also refreshing to me as well. Because I'm not here sit here sitting talking about like the, the same things again and again as I've, as I've been doing for two years. Uh, just for those of you who might not know. The, the first time I started the United cast was uh, the the 4-0 win against Chelsea August 2019. That was the first game. So that's the era of football that I've covered. And yes I've watched the games for like over 10 years before that. Uh, well over 10 years before that um so yeah that's just a bit of a bit bit of a kind of background on that just for those of you who might not be aware because um yeah could be a first episode that you're listening to um but yeah i just yeah um edge edge of my seats or edge of the seat stuff uh in, in the first half a lot better passing moving and it's it's funny because I won't say in terms of changing expectations, but I think with the lack of passer move that was in the team before, I think some of us, myself included, unfortunately, got kind of used to used to that. Not accepting of it, but used to watching that. And because, well, we, we can't change that, can we? We can change our expectations, our opinions, you know, th- those kind of things. But obviously there's nothing I can do about how the team plays. Nothing that you can do about how the team plays. It's up to the team and the manager and the coaches, etc, etc. Um, but it was just... like what As we were doing the passing and move stuff in the first half, I was like, why haven't we been playing football like this for, for two years? Like, Why has it not been happening? Um, and I, I, maybe we'll never find out the answer to that. But um, it's interesting because I, I went into this game... And I was thinking, okay, don't expect any massive change in this game or the next couple of games. Don't expect like uh, a, a switch to be flipped um, or, or like a, something to be switched on in in this game. You know, uh, don't don't expect that because Ralph has like basically just got here 
and you do have to give him time to put his ideas across because the, the ideas and the way that he wants the team to play football is very, very different to what we've been playing or how we've been playing for the last two years. And there's been certain spells of, of games or like maybe a few string of games here and there in the last two years where we were playing more intense, uh, high-pressing, pass-and-move football, but it never lasted very long and it was very sort of of the moment because uh, obviously our coaching staff and manager couldn't weren't able to maintain that because that's not the football that they know how to implement which I think is quite clear now because obviously we saw them try to do it for two years or try to do something for two years um so yeah it's it it was much much better today definitely and uh, although there was a drop off in the second half I do think yeah I I kind of don't about expected that but I was sort of watching the first four th- sorry 30 to 45 minutes like the first half or like part a big chunk of the first half and then the rest of the first half and I was kind of thinking like okay this is much much better but how long can we maintain this for because there's also there's also some discussion at the moment which is probably true about uh this high intense high impre- you know pressing very quick football um is not going to be sustainable um it's more sustainable long term than what it is short term because of our players fitness and that's something that really needs to be addressed because obviously if you're playing much much more intense football it's going to put you know the pressure on on onto the players uh fitness wise to be able to do that and the players just aren't used to doing that they don't have the fitness really to do that um, yes, they're very like you know, fit athletes and and footballers and stuff. But there's just a difference with how that is implemented. So I think I think maybe that is why we, there was a drop off in the second half. Maybe that was what kind of happened. So it's just going to be a case of working on the fitness and just just keep trying to do this this thing because the way that we played football in the first half is what I've been is exactly what I've been asking for, which is great. Um, exactly what I've been asking for. That I didn't notice. There's probably a couple of triangles here and there. Um, obviously, you know, I've only got uh, one set of eyes, and I guess um, I'm either watching the player with the ball or I'm trying to watch stuff that's happening off the ball. But it's interesting because because the football's been so much slower, it was almost easier to keep up with because there were so many players moving about all over the place and the ball was being passed. I was sort of almost not used to keeping up with it. Which which is good because it means it it's definitely something different and obviously I'll have to you know if we are able to continue playing that way um, then we'll have to get used to that but that's that's a good thing to try and get used to I suppose as well so uh, much much better I, I, I was smiling you know through the first half not so much through the second half again bit of a drop off but uh, I I, I kind of suspected that that might happen at some point during this game again just that kind of fitness thing. Um, just a little point to lean into that. I mean, I'll get it. I'll get into the specifics of the tuitions later on, but the subs were too late again today, and you do have to give this manager time. And he doesn't really know these players, and um, I don't know what he used to be like with subs because I've never seen a game that Ralph Ragnick has managed before. Like as I said in the announcement podcast when I talked about his appointment. Um, I don't. I didn't really know anything about him before. I'd seen his name here and there, but I wasn't familiar with like how he played football at all. So it's a learning experience for me as well in terms of what this guy likes to do. Because I know certain things, but 
I don't really know about like when he makes substitutions or does he play certain players slightly out of position like today Sancho was on the left for a little bit Rashford was on the right for a bit as well I'm not familiar with him in that way but you know I'll, I'll, I'll try to notice his patterns notice what he does over the coming games it's all very very new to well might not be new to everybody because some people might have followed German football before and what he was doing with those teams but I haven't so it's a learning experience for me as well which uh, I'm I'm uh, happy to happy to be on that ride because uh, it seems at least it'll be quite interesting so uh, I'm I'm excited I'm I'm excited by what I saw today for for the most part of course there were still still rough edges and things to sort out but you do have to give him time to iron those things out it, you can't just like go into a brand new football team and be like yep there we go we we, we sort that out straight away uh, that's just it's just not going to work like that unless you go from one team to another one that's very very similar but you've still got like completely different set of players um and he's got to figure out who fits this system and does he change formation now and again uh does he play differently in different competitions differently away from home than at home um you know how does he look at cup games those kinds of things uh something like with the FA Cup, he might approach that differently to the Premier League. And then the Champions League games, they might approach them differently to the other two. Um, and of course, when you've got somebody like Palace, obviously there's teams that play different types of football, like a Man City or, or, or somebody like that. Uh, how does he adapt to different teams, basically? Or, or, somebody, or a team that's a bit tougher, so somebody like a Wolves or a, uh, a team that would park the bus a lot more. Um, I can only think of Wolves that really do that at the moment, in the Premier League at least. Um, teams that like really sort of sit back and stuff. Um, how he's gonna adapt to those? But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it certainly. And hey, we got the win today. We've got a great goal from Fred to talk about in a minute. I'll, I'll jump into the summary in a second and I can break everything down. But I'm a lot happier, definitely uh, more so with the first half than with the second. But that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I just. Yeah, it was just so nice to see us control the game a little bit more, or or a lot more. And Palace is a good kind of first team to to play against. Sorry, a f- first game for for Ralph to jump into because Palace is one of the middle ground teams where they can do pretty well against you, or they can just kind of fall apart a bit. And I felt like Palace were kind of very much in the middle. They made a couple of little chances here and there. They defended sort of okay. They were very sort of just middle like average to, to, to me today with, with Palace so I thought that was a good opponent to uh, or good opposition to go up against for, for, for the first kind of game because if it's like your first game and you've got Norwich or something it's like okay you might find that a bit easier but if you've got like Liverpool or Man City for your first game you think oh god you know there's a, a bigger challenge there so I think we needed to face somebody like a Palace or a West Ham or even like a Tottenham. Somebody sort of, or even like a Brighton maybe. Somebody that's kind of like a team that can sort of, um, they they, they can hurt you and they can score goals and they can be effective. But they can also like drop off, I suppose, one of them kinds of teams. And I thought that Palace fit that really well. So yeah, good stuff. Very, very good stuff. I'm really happy. With uh, with everything, well, not everything. I'm I'm happy with more things than usual today, which is good. So uh, I'm looking forward to this new era. Um, so there we go. Uh, nothing listed for the first half. Uh, just a Klein 
um, yellow card. That was for a foul on Fred, I think. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, first half, obviously, loads of crosses into the box. Some really good, fast, just pass and move football. Um, and it was just it was just amazing to, to watch that first half and think, this is exactly how I would want us to play. Um, or at least in terms of the, the speed and the pass and move. That, that's something I've mentioned a lot over the last couple of months that we really just massively lacked. So... I was happy to see that at least. That was that was good. Uh, anyways, moving into the second half because uh, there's not mu- there's nothing else listed for the first half. Uh, Greenwood came on for Sancho. Happy to see Greenwood on the pitch. It's been a bit of time. Um, so that was interesting to see. Uh, don't really quite agree with Sancho being taken off. Of course, you know, Ralph knows a lot more about football than what I do because he's an actual professional manager and coach, right? And I'm just some 27-year-old guy who watched has watched his team for like 20 years. But um, just because a manager makes a substitution that I disagree with, it doesn't mean that he was wrong per se. Uh, or it, it could be a combination of things like, yes, good that Greenwood came on. I don't agree with Sancho coming off. Whereas it could be something like, okay, the player that you've brought on I disagree with, and the player that you've taken off I disagree with. So there can be like a, t- a two-sided thing to that, I suppose. Um, of course, there's the better one, which is like, yes, that player should have come off, and yes, that player should have come on. I I, I, I agree with that, but um, hey, Greenwood did get his assist in the end, so it's good that he brought him on. Sancho came off. Okay, yeah, that's that's what Ralph wanted to wanted to do, so... There we go. But it, this will be more of a longer term thing where, of course, I watched Ollie's football for two years and we started picking up on, like, his his habits and things like that, like mistakes that he would make. I don't know yet what mistakes Ralph is going to make exactly or what good things he's, he's going to be doing, apart from the, the faster football, which is what I mentioned. So then they made a sub. Don't really need to worry about that. Then Alanga came on for uh, Rashford. Good to see Alanga again. I thought he did okay. Um, it's been a bit of time since he's been in the first team, so there might be a bit of an adjustment there. I think he's been doing really well for the under-21s, I think. Uh, that's where quite often the likes of Diallo, um, Diallo Palestri, Alanga, Hannibal, Shortiere, I've, I've heard that they've been doing some really good things, which, hey, if they're getting game time in the under-21s or whatever it is, un- I think it's under-21s, and they're scoring goals. It's it's they're just getting more development. So it would just be good to see. I I'm looking forward to more of those players, the ones that I just mentioned, especially like Diallo and Delanga. Those have been the two that really impressed me. Um, just just break out into this first team a bit more, and uh, show what they're they're capable of. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that was in the 76th minute. That was a bit late. Uh, but it was I, I still liked the substitution. So see that the, immediately there you've got two different examples, right? 60, 60 second minute, good timing for the sub. I agree with the player that was brought on, but not the one that was brought off. So mostly good. Then a bit more of a later sub, so I was annoyed about that. But I liked the substitution that was made there. So you, you can get a bit of both, I suppose. You, you can get a bit of both. Um... Then we had a little uh, little pass and move kind of thing. Not not quite the fast pass and move. You can't always do that. Like I, d- I don't expect every single piece of movement that we do to be played like that. But because sometimes you've got to take a bit of time and do some more uh, 
precision passing like in in that final third kind of thing where, where you got to find that killer pass well Greenwood found that killer pass and Fred with a curling shot into the was it in the top left corner I think it was the top left corner with his right foot very good goal very very good goal and it was from Fred as well we're not even on his strongest foot his strongest foot is supposed to be his left um some people disagree with the idea that a professional footballer has a stronger foot and I can see why people disagree with that because it's like you should okay you should be able to practice enough to be about to be able to kick the ball with both feet. I I don't really I mean the the term stronger foot yeah that can be debated. I think it's more preferred foot. Like okay they can kick the ball with their other foot. Obviously Fred kicked the ball very well with his so-called weaker foot, and players can do that. I think it's maybe just a preferred foot. I I don't really. Well, whatever, whatever you want to kind of uh, label that as, but I do agree, like, that there's certain players that are very, very one-sided, very, very sort of, I think the term is one-footed, where if you put that player on their other foot with the ball, they'd, like, really, really struggle. That's where it's like, okay, you need to be practicing a bit better at that. Even some of the greatest players in, that have played the game, like... Uh, uh, Robin Van Persie, Iron Robin, um, those are two that I can think of that were very, very reliant on their left foot. But they could do things now and again with their right foot. But obviously in this situation it worked because Fred scored with his right foot. And uh, very good goal. Yeah, very, very good goal. Very impressed with that. And I sort of uh, obviously cheered at that. That was good. So that was in the 70, 77th minute. Uh, then a bit of a late substitution unfortunately I do think the ref actually did delay this one by about five minutes because it seemed when the 80th minute was coming around and Maguire got his head injury and we had one substitution left there was some debate I think going on as to whether Bailey, that, that sub would be cancelled and Bailey would come on for Maguire which I would have understood if Maguire's injury was too bad obviously he was able to continue on um, and it worked out in the end but uh, Van der Beek, Donny Van der Beek, uh, came on for Bruno Fernandes. Um, interesting substitution. I personally would have taken off McTominay. So good to see Van der Beek. A bit of a late substitution, even regardless of the whole referee stuff, because it was a bit stop-start, and it was like, why isn't the ref allowing Van der Beek to come on the pitch? Um, so a, bit, a, a little bit frustrating uh, with, with that. So, I mean, 80th minute is still, late, is still too late. It should have happened like 10, 20 minutes before that, but... Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know what's going on with that. A little bit annoying, probably for Van der Beek again. Like new manager still being brought on late, so I have to see how it goes. There is some talk of Van der Beek leaving in January. I really, really hope that that, that doesn't happen. I, th I I hope that the situation can improve for him uh, under Ralph. I hope so. Uh, we shall see. But he came on for Bruno Fernandes, and uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I would have taken off Bruno. I probably would have taken off McTominay. But yeah, that's that's that one. So, alright, let's take a quick break. Do a little bit of housekeeping. And then we'll get into play ratings. I'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but... It won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright so recently on, recently on Entertainment Talk of course you got Michael Carrick's last game uh, in charge it was a 3-2 win against Arsenal so that was good to do uh, me and David's uh, continuing coverage for the Walking Dead World Beyond uh, season two, episode nine. Uh, that was the penultimate episode for the series. We'll be covering the uh, tenth and final episode, the series finale of season two. It's not been cancelled. It was designed to be two seasons because uh, season two is obviously a very early season for a series finale. But that's what was supposed to happen. Um, and yeah, we'll be covering that on Wednesday. That will be for the series finale, but we've covered up to season two, episode nine for that. Uh, Robert was away this week, um, with some family stuff. So I did a gaming talk episode on my own. I discussed the fact that Amazon has got a series in development for the Mass Effect, uh, for a Mass Effect TV show. Uh, so obviously the EA, uh, Bioware franchise Mass Effect is getting a TV show on Amazon Prime, which is very, very good because Amazon have got lots and lots of money. And if you want to do a very expensive sci-fi show for something like Mass Effect, you do need quite a lot of money. So that's good. I also talked about uh, the Marvel MMO, which is in development from the same team that made the DC Universe online game, which is good as well. And a bit of an update from CD Projekt Red about the next-gen versions of Cyberpunk 2077 and for The Witcher 3, which should be coming i think it was next year early next year so there's that uh, there's the one one game against chelsea away from home that was the draw for that uh, over on the other side of the united cast as well uh, ralph ragnick appointed as manager of course today was his first game but that podcast was discussing the appointment itself and uh, my knowledge of him at the time which i haven't gained that much more knowledge at the moment but uh yeah we'll see how things go over time but that was good to do uh film review as well for No Time to Die, give that a must-see rating. I really, really enjoyed that. Gave a skip rating to Venom Let There Be Carnage. That was the other film review, so two recent film reviews. Skip rating for Venom Let There Be Carnage and a must-see rating for No Time to Die. There is spoiler-free sections at the start of those podcasts that you can listen to. Um, and that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform by searching for Entertainment Talk. Somebody did ask me the other day 
about Spotify. Yes, we are on Spotify as well. Uh, the United Cast specifically isn't. I did have some weird issues with that. But you can still get the United Cast episodes on Spotify through the main Entertainment Talk feed on Spotify. So just search for Entertainment Talk on Spotify if you want to find us there. And uh, you should be able to do that as well. I need to check the Spotify numbers. But anyway, that's up to me to figure out. Uh, player ratings. Let me jump straight to my man of the match. With a 9, it's Jaden Sancho. I uh, thought we had a very, very good game again. Very um, very poised on the ball. Very uh, tight control with the football. Very good uh, link-up play and build-up play. And good bits of skill here and there. I'm really, really impressed with Sancho in the last, what, three to four games? Um, or about the last, yeah, three games or so. Since he, it, it's really interesting because sometimes, you know, people talk about uh, whether it's moving from uh, a team in a different country um, to obviously like over here, over here. So obviously he came from uh, Dortmund in Germany. I know he used to play for Man City, but that was a while ago. But he's kind of been settled into German football, which is actually fine because now he's playing under a German manager. But, um, you know, he was playing at Dortmund, different league, different pace, different things, I suppose. Um, but he's come over here and he, he had a decent sort of little settling in period. But I do feel like it's true with the whole, um, you know, once you get kind of your first goal, you really can kind of start to kick on. And I really feel, even before that Villarreal game, I still thought he was very, very good, doing some very good things. But... Um, yeah, he's he, he's really like started. I, I'm really enjoying watching him sort of play football and everything. Um, and yeah, he makes mistakes now and again. I mean, what footballer doesn't make a wrong pass now and again? Um, but I thought it was really really good today and surprising because usually it it would usually annoy me if the wingers are switched over, but it didn't bother me today as much for some reason. Maybe that's kind of like this fresh manager thing, and I don't know. Um, I suppose because I mean, part of it is. I mean, Rashford, I don't think, had a great game. I'll get onto him a bit later, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like them switching positions, and they switched back, I think, towards the end of the first half. Uh, and then Sancho, obviously, they, they both came off eventually anyway, uh, Rashford and Sancho. And then you had the Langer on the left and Greenwood on the right, which is the somewhat suitable way to do that. But... Uh, I don't know, I guess they just... I mean, Sancho still had a very good game over on the left, so that's maybe why it didn't bother me so much. Uh, but I don't know, that'll be interesting to see how I feel about that going forward if that keeps happening. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's Sancho with a 9. He's my man of the match. David De Gea, I'm going to give him an average 6-2, not because of anything bad. He just didn't have a lot to do today. And you want your goalkeeper to be the quietest player on the pitch because if your goalkeeper's busy it means that you're letting too many shots on goal or you're letting the ball get too close to your goal whether it's from like him catching crosses or corners or it means that the opposition are doing too much in attack and and it means that you're not stopping them enough um when they're when they're in the attack so De Gea was very quiet um average six he just didn't have loads to do made a couple of very good saves now and again but just didn't have loads to do Alright, so David De Gea, uh, Diego Delo, really, really impressed with him today. I'm going to give him a 9 as well. I really, really thought he was very, very good. There was a little move that he did. Uh, it was right before, I think it was the last kick of the game, actually, before half-time. He sort of ran down the right-hand side 
And I'm sorry, but you don't see Wan-Bissaka doing these sorts of things. I don't mean to like... Well, obviously you can compare because they're both right-backs. I don't remember the last time I saw Wan-Bissaka do something like how I'm about to describe. And part of this, you know, McTominay's got a, a piece to play in this part as well. Um, ran forward, beat like two players, I think. Just sort of shoved his way through them, which was really cool to see. Uh, really good ball control and very poised and, you know, confident and everything. Does this little pass to McTominay. McTominay just does this little back heel. Gets the ball back and then tries to cut it with his left foot. He misses, unfortunately. That would have been a fantastic goal. But if someone can tell me the last time they saw Wan-Bissaka do that, I'll I'll, I'll uh, take that conversation and, and, and go from there. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Delo's more of an attacking right back. Whereas uh, Wan-Bissaka is a more defensive right back I understand that but you do need your right back to do things like this now and again just that sort of it's called overlapping right and it doesn't always have to be with the person that's on the right wing obviously McTominay was in that position at the time he'd pushed forward but um yeah that was uh, that was just good it, it was really really good as well and unfortunately he just didn't score but hey if he keeps trying it or maybe maybe he can get to a similar position whipping across and somebody can get on the end of it which he was crossing the ball in quite a lot anyway. So, yeah, really, really good. I really enjoyed seeing that. Uh, Lindelof and Maguire, interesting games. Um, I'm going to give them both a 7. I thought they were better today, definitely. I don't know. If that, I'd, see, it's it's funny with defenders and specifically, like, I'd say your back three. So your goalkeeper and your two centre-backs. Obviously, if you're playing, playing three at the back, is different. But we had four at the back. So the two centre-backs and your goalkeeper uh, have to kind of work as... A pair of three. I almost said the wrong thing then. But a pair of three. Um, a pair of three? That's not even... Uh, a group of three. Let's let's put a group of three. Um, or like a... Not really a triangle. But anyway, like a group of three kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of... Because the, the, your fullbacks have got a bit of a different job. As opposed to your two centre-backs. And... It's either the case where Palace didn't do enough attacking-wise and didn't fully test De Gea, Lindelof and Maguire. Which I already spoke about, like, De Gea didn't have loads to do today. So that's already one player. So maybe it was the case of that. And I'm not trying to sort of like, oh, they were only good because they didn't have much to do. But that could have been the reason. Because um, Palace didn't do that much. So... Let's just see how they go. But a bit better games from both of them anyway. Look, and, and I, I haven't liked them as a pair at all. And I haven't particularly liked Lindelof. Well, that's a bit of an understatement. But obviously I thought that Lindelof's been very bad for two years pretty much. Um, but I've always said, if even if a player that I don't like or I don't think is good has a good game. Or a better game than usual. I will tell you that. And that's what I'm doing. So... It's like two games ago when I said that he had a he had a much better game. I pointed it out. And then he had a bad game against Arsenal. And I pointed it out. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. But it's not about are you going to have a good game this week. It's more about how consistently good is this player. And okay so he's had two good games out of the last three Lindelof. That's better. But can you do that five games in a row. Ten games in a row. Fifteen games in a row. How, how long can you, can you do it three games in a row. Um, well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see, yeah, because, look, I'll I'll just very openly say this about Lindelof as well. I know he's somebody that I've kind of, not picked on, but pointed out a lot over the last two years. If Ralph, sorry, if Ralph is able to improve him as a player, and I notice that he's improved as a player, I will tell you that I'm noticing that. Because 
if he clearly becomes better as a player and I just ignore it, then that's just me having an agenda against Lindelof. But if I start to notice he's had a better game, like today, I will tell you. So, there you go. Uh, same thing with Maguire, a bit better of a game as well. Uh, so I'm giving them both a 7. Tellers I thought was really, really good. Not quite as good maybe as Delo. Maybe there was just more of the football down the right-hand side. I don't know. But uh, Tellers was really, really good. I'm going to give him an 8. And I really... Uh, yeah, again, just, just the fullbacks whipping in crosses into Ronaldo. Very, very good. Good to see as well. Um, And not just the fact that they're doing it. They were doing it a lot more often. And we were able to um provide some link-up play to actually allow the those play, those two players to do that. So I thought Tellers was really good. Uh, Fred McTominay, I'm going to give him a 6. Um, Actually, I'll give Fred a 7 because he scored. And he scored quite a good goal as well. So I'll, I'll give Fred a 7. I'll give McTominay a 6. I thought McTominay had a game of two halves where he was much better in the first half and he was kind of part of the drop-off in the second half. So was Fred as well. But um, I don't think they were terrible. I just thought that they were slightly better than usual but still not like, you know, fantastic or whatever. Um, So better than usual. Yeah, average six. I thought they were were better. So here we go. Uh, Sancho, I've already uh, pointed out my man of the match with a nine. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, uh, what do I want to give Bruno? Um, I think like an eight or a nine. Uh, he was still a bit careless with the ball. I know it's kind of, it's almost like part of what Bruno does, isn't it? Because he tries so many risky passes and all these longer crosses, it can get him into situations sometimes. I'll give him an eight just because he was still a little bit reckless with his passing, and he could do with the uh, kind of sorting out a bit still. So I'm going to give him an 8. Rashford, I think, was the worst player today. I'm going to give him a 3. Just lost the ball too many times. Lost his concentration. Thought that he should have been subbed off earlier. Um, I think with Rashford, I think we need to... I I think the problem with Rashford at the moment, and it's not really a problem of his footballing ability, I think... Look, Marcus Rashford is a very public figure now. He's got a lot of eyes on him. He's got like an MBE now. He's been very involved with like a lot of political stuff, with you know helping the kids with the school meals and all the really good stuff he's done for the country. Um, which the government wouldn't have done w- without Rashford. Basically, N- none of that stuff would have happened because Boris isn't a good prime minister. But anyway, <laughs> obviously getting into p- political stuff, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'd almost prefer to have Rashford as a prime minister than I would with uh, with Boris. But anyway, anyway, enough of that. Um, Rashford's somebody that is absolutely more under scrutiny than a lot of our other players, and um, part of the reason is some some race elements, you know, because he is a black, he's a young black man as well, so he's got more eyes on him, and it's one of them things where. Because he's got a lot of eyes on him, not just people that watch him play football, but people that watch what he does outside of football, or pay attention to it at least. It's sort of like, um, Rashford's kind of the, uh, you know, the young promising guy and everything, and he's the, the people, some, he's the, the person that, like, people kind of look up to and stuff, which is good, he's a great person to look up to, he's a great, like, role model and everything, role model and everything. But I think some people that just, you know, are racist for whatever particular reason, not that there's any excuse for being racist, but I think it's sort of, 
it's one of the things where you're like, yeah, okay, Rashford's doing really, really good stuff for the country, but as soon as he slips up a little bit, whether it's like not scoring a goal or doing something, it's like, oh, he's bad, he's bad. You know, we, we have to point at him. And there's certainly some race elements towards that. And that does bring us, that does bring Rashford a certain amount of pressure. Um, so I, th- I do think that there's an element of that to it as well. Because none of our other players in this team have got eyes on them quite like that. I mean, Ronaldo's probably the next one, obviously, is the big... You know, popular, world-class player and everything. And I did the whole episode on Ronaldo as a PR signing in terms of how the Glazers would have seen it. But Rashford's the one that's got like loads of public eyes on him because that's that's eyes outside of football as well that are looking on look, looking at him as well. Um, so I I think that's possibly I don't think it's when I'm not saying like oh he needs to quit football and like you know focus on one thing or the other. He can do both things. Certainly, but I think it's uh, somewhat of a yeah. Just just the amount of eyes on him is is potentially an issue. In terms of like more specific football things, Rashford's somebody that we look at and we think yeah, he should probably start. He should probably start on the left. Um, I think we should try for a few games, and it'll be interesting to see what Ralph does. Of course, um, I think we should try use him as an impact sub. He's got a lot of pace, you know, if we bring him on around the 70th, even the 80th minute, give him like a 10 minute sort of, because that's like a different purpose, isn't it? Uh, instead of being like an impact player, like a, like how Donny could come on and uh, change the game and control the midfield, that's not what you'd bring Rashford on to do. You'd bring Rashford on, you could, well, you could use Rashford as like a late impact sub, a sort of bring him on with all his pace when the opposition's tired and he can run in behind the defence and, and grab a goal. So, I think we need to, just for a little bit, maybe like a more short-term thing, just change the way we use him a little bit. Because, yeah, I, I think that might be an interesting way to use him. Because one of his big assets is his pace. And once Rashford's able to run through on goal, he's usually over, that's usually how he gets most of his goals. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that's just, that's just the kind of thought that I had. He started a few games recently and it hasn't quite sort of worked. So... There's, there's nothing to hurt in terms of, you know, put Rashford on the bench, bring him on later, he might score, and then it, it might work out, so, worth to see. Uh, Ronaldo, I'm going to give him an 8, thought it was quite good, did get on the end of a few chances, didn't quite put them away, unfortunately, uh, but I thought he had a he had a, he had had a a pretty good game, Ronaldo, pretty good game, uh, involved really well in the link-up play as well, and uh, in, in that good old, like, pass and move type of thing, which I uh, enjoyed seeing as well so that was very good uh substitutions uh just want to mention uh, what new thing i'm going to try and do is just mention who was on the bench just in case some of you didn't know or just like a recap of who was on the bench and then talk about who was actually brought on so the bench was eric bailey uh alanga greenwood henderson phil jones <laughs> uh matic van der beek and wambasaka so wambasaka wasn't injured he was a- a- eligible to- or able to play but he chose the low, and I think he should do so a bit more in the future. Uh, so Elanga came on, Greenwood came on, and Van der Beek came on. Uh, Van der Beek's substitution was a little bit delayed. I can't really give him a score necessarily. He wasn't quite as involved as what he could be. Greenwood, I got to give at least like a 7-2. I thought he was very good, and um, he uh, did get the assist as well. Elanga, I'd give a 7-2 as well. I thought he came on and he was a really good kind of... Like, the way that we used Elanga today is like a kind of late-ish impact sub. That's how I'd like to see Rashford get used. And you could literally swap them around. You could have Elanga start a game, see how he gets on with starting a game, give him a bit more time. 
Uh, or you could use Diallo, I suppose, as well. Um, although I think he played recently for the the under-21s, or under-23s, whatever it is. Uh, the youth team, basically. Um, but yeah, just try somebody different on the left. And then bring Rashford on later. If you want to do that with Alanga and, and give Alanga a chance, give him a start. Then uh, that that's an option that we could... Uh, we could use possibly, but um, yeah, good stuff from the uh, from the substitutes today. I thought um, so. Yeah, uh, missing players at the moment. Just want to read that out: Cavani, Pogba, Shaw, and Varane are the players that are injured, and of course, manager listed for the first time, uh, Ralph Ragnick. He is sixty-three years old. Just for those of you that might be wondering. Um, so yeah, good stuff. That's it for this uh, podcast. That's it for this particular match. Just a reminder, um, it lined up relatively okay. Uh, Wednesday night, which is when we do play Young Boys, and then we got Norwich next weekend. I'm not quite sure what the, the time for that is. I'll, I'll look it up while I'm explaining something. I won't be able to watch or I won't be podcasting on Wednesday, Wednesday's game, which is okay because we've already qualified for the... Uh, uh, for the knockout stages of the Champions League, we've already—I think we won the group. I think that was what happened last time after we beat uh, um, Villarreal. So I won't be able to watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll basically be doing the series finale, Walking Dead World Beyond podcast with David, the one that I mentioned. And because he's away in America, he's going to be different time zones. So that's just basically me explaining why I won't be doing a podcast for Wednesday's game. I'll still watch the highlights. I'll, I'll still want to see what goes on and obviously I'll be paying attention to like team news and see who he selects and that kind of thing uh so yeah unfortunately I'll be missing that game um but uh yeah obviously for, it's for a series finale podcast as well so yeah uh don't 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 look out for an episode on Wednesday unless I podcast on something else on Wednesday well I will be doing the, the Walking Dead one as well so you'll see that come through uh, the next game that we got after that is away to Norwich. I did mention Norwich earlier, didn't I? As like a interesting test. That is at half past five on Saturday. So look out for that one's the next one. Uh, and that will be the next game that I cover. So yeah, that's it for now. I'll be back, I guess, next weekend. I'll be doing other podcasts, obviously, between now and then. But look out for the episodes next weekend as well. For all the different things we're going to be doing uh, in between now and then. Uh... If you want to write in, what do you think of Ralph Ragnick's first game? Were you a little bit, were you perhaps concerned about late substitutions? Uh, what do you think of the first half as opposed to the second half? Uh, what do you think of Sancho and his impact? What do you think of Fred's goal? And uh, just everything else that I mentioned. Now, what do you think of Delow? Do you prefer Wan-Bissaka or Diego Delow? Uh, there's no right or wrong answers. It's just up to who you want to wanna see play there. But I'd love to see Delow given a... Uh, a run of games there. Uh, you can let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or maybe concerns uh, for any of those things. MatthewDentertainmentTalk.org, Twitter e Talk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved, check out all of that. If you're listening on the uh, website version of this podcast, you can scroll down a little bit on the post for this episode. You'll see a big email box. You can put your email, sorry, your, yeah, your message and your email in that those two boxes. Press send, that will get sent to me as well. A lot of you actually do use that, so that's cool. Uh, you can also um, you can also uh, click on or copy and paste the email name, and you can send us a message that way as well. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can find everything, everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. So for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts, so check all of them out over there. 
you can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform. Just search for Entertainment Talk. As I mentioned earlier with Spotify and whatnot. But just search for us on your favourite podcast platform. And get yourself subscribed. You can also tell other people that you know about what we do and where they can find it. So tell them about the website. Find us on podcast platforms. Tell them what we do. And where they can find our stuff. You can either do that just through normal word of mouth. Or through social media. So sharing, retweeting or just posting links in different places. Whatever you'd like to do with that. That really helps us out as well. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers. Add free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well. If you'd like to. Uh, you can find the newest TV and film news over on Geek Town. That's geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Uh, the Geek Town Awards are uh, open now you can go and vote if you go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards or just go to geektown.co.uk you should be able to find the link over there uh you can uh go and vote on your favorite tv shows in different categories your most anticipated film game and tv show for next year uh, there's no football stuff on there necessarily but uh or that there's no football stuff on there at all it's just for tv games and films but you can go and vote over there, not only for what you want to win for the different categories, but you can also be entered into a prize draw as well, and uh, all that good stuff. So check out all that, that's geektown.co.uk forward slash awards for the Geektown Awards, and you can find your general TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio gets posted on Tuesdays, I'm not sure how many more episodes David's doing for the year, but uh, you can find those episodes on Tuesdays. On those same places I just mentioned. Bex is streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. She's doing lots of great stuff over there. Mondays, I think, 7pm GMT for the UK. She's doing the Tomb Raider streams. So look out for those. You could also find me on Twitch as well. E-Talk UK Thursdays, 11.45pm GMT for the Pez Coach Mode. So if you want to see what I do with the Manchester United team, I've got a bit of a different team than the than the real one. So you can see some differences there. You can find those streams. E-Talk UK on Twitch, 11.45pm GMT thursdays for that uh all but one currently of the pez streams that i've done already i think there's three episodes i need to put the fourth one on youtube you can find those archived on youtube entertainment talk plays for all those also doing the avengers campaigns those are on saturday the same time um saturday nights but the same time so i'll be kind of starting fresh from from next week again for those and there is i think five episodes of the avengers thing out for those as well so check all that out over on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you either Saturday or for the other things that we do. Thanks very much for listening. Here's to Ralph Ragnick and faster, more fluid, pass and move football, good stuff. Fred scored, that's cool, and I'll uh, speak to you all next time. Goodbye. <laughs>